Welcome back to episode eight of Fixed. I'm your host, Jessica Danielle, and with me today, of course, is the one and only Jenna James. And today we have a really cool episode for you. It's your stories, our thoughts. Today, though, it's going to be our stories, our thoughts, because we're going to give you examples of what we're talking about, right? And we want you guys, our audience, to send us your craziest stories. Um, Our emails are going to be in the description of this podcast, and I will mention them throughout the podcast as well. But you can get Jenna or me at fixed.jennajames at gmail.com or fixed.jessicadanielle at gmail.com. So get ready, strap in. This is going to be a fun episode. Hi guys, this is Jenna and (laughs) we're here with my scratchy voice and all. (laughs) Good, good morning. This is a a morning show, so we're not all with it and um, we're trying something a little different today. I know we've talked about it before. We wanted to do story time, something that's a little interactive Um, this one, obviously it's just going to be our stories and hopefully you guys will write in and let us hear some of your wildest tales. Um, and they don't really have to have a certain, ah, what's the word that I'm looking for, Jessica? Like topic. Like they don't have to be like, it doesn't have to be like just recovery. Like you'll see what ours are. We're doing this literally to show you that like they can be all over the place. Cause ours, actually two of ours are somewhat, somewhat similar but then but that just was kind of like random that that even happened but they're both really good stories then the other two are totally different so so yeah yeah we'll we'll try and keep you interested um so i'm gonna go first Uh, my first story is it's a doozy so (laughs) i grew up in south florida in palm beach county um, pretty close to the beach, the apartment that I lived in, it was a duplex at this time, was about a 15-minute ride from the beach. It was in the city of Lake Worth, and it, w- it was a decent decent area. Not great, but decent. And I had this one incident that I heard on a podcast is an urban legend but let me tell you, it is not. It is based in fact. It happened to me. You can't make this shit up. Oh my God. <laughs> so um. I had a friend over and they were in my room watching TV and I was in the bathroom um, doing my business, you know. Hey, wait, really quick. Was, were you on the first floor or the second floor? First floor. So okay. it was a, it was a one story. Okay. It was a, a small, you know, one bathroom, two bedroom. But I'm doing my business. Nothing that I did in that bathroom should have caused a splash in the toilet after I was done, you know. (laughs) So I tinkled. I flushed the toilet. I get up and I'm washing my hands. And all of a sudden, I hear this splashing coming from my toilet bowl. Oh, my God. The toilet, when you first walk into the bathroom, it's directly across from the door. So the toilet is closer to the door than the sink. So I'm at the sink washing my hands. I hear this splashing. I turn around. I look behind me. And there is this giant rat. Oh, Oh. God. And when I say giant, have you ever seen like a Pomeranian when it gets (laughs) wet, it looks tiny? 
Yes. Like a okay, chihuahua. Well, this looked like a Pomeranian that wasn't wet, but it was soaking wet. Oh it was, my God. It was that big. And the only way I can get out of this bathroom is to pass the toilet, to run to the door, and it has already got its front paws up on the toilet seat. It is completely emerging. Oh my god. I run out of the bathroom screaming bloody murder. I have a cat. My cat runs with me. He's terrified. He doesn't know what the hell that is. (laughs) And listen to this. This is what makes it so bad, Jessica. The guy that was visiting that was watching TV... He hears me screaming. I tell him what's going on. He grabs a broom and he goes into the bathroom and he tries to beat this rat into submission. And you know what it does? <laughs> no. What is it? Is it? Was it like a rat on meth or something? Like is it That's like what it looked like. Oh Steroids, meth. I don't know. It swims back down through the toilet. Okay. So it came up through the toilet for sure. Like it didn't come through your front door. Oh, no, 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 no. It came out of the hole that you flush things down started to get out of the toilet when we started attacking it it swam back down oh my god and it didn't come back up like we sat Dude, i would waiting. never i would never use that toilet ever again like, do you what? know how hard it was do you know? i would i would that's like my worst okay that's like my see that's like my worst fear my story is like about a creature as well but that happening with and then add my creature, I would die. I would really die if that. I mean, at least yours was fluffy. Like, it wasn't when it was wet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but something about things with fur are a little bit less. Because um, I mean, whenever you're saying like South Florida, I'm definitely thinking like, oh my god, you're gonna have like an anaconda <laughs> swim over your toilet, which apparently does happen to people. Okay, so. This like killer rat comes out of your toilet and you guys like try to beat him with a broom. Okay. But out of all of that, my, what I'm thinking is like, how the hell did you manage to ever use that toilet again? I would die. I would die. I would like go to a porta potty. There was a lot of hovering involved after that. Lights always on, hovering while looking down. And thankfully, I I never heard splashes again. I did call my landlord. Um, He said that was a sewer problem, not a him problem. And the city of Lake Worth got involved and they had to do some major uh, rat work in the sewer system. They were out there for days. It was horrible. I'm sure there was like more than rats in that sewer too. Like I'm, I'm in South Florida, like anything, a shark could have swum up. That <laughs> sewer. Can you imagine that? I mean, Maybe like an alligator. I doubt a shark. Okay. Whatever. I know something. <laughs> I mean, my God, but still a rat is bad enough. And that sounds like a, it reminds me of like, I think of like the New York rats, like because New York literally, they have a rat commissioner. Did you know that? It's interesting. No. Yeah, they no, do. It, they have a rat commissioner to try to get rid of their rat problem. Uh, well, what's your creature? What's your creature okay. story? Okay. All right, guys. So mine is like Jenna's, but okay. So I'll just start off by saying from the day I was born, I don't know what it was. I was born with a traumatic, huge phobia of snakes okay and i'm not scared of just the poisonous kind 
Like, I, it's not that I'm scared of them. It's like, oh, they're going to hurt me. No, I can't look at pictures. I don't like, I, like I have a huge phobia of them, like rubber snakes. I think when I was younger, my next door neighbors used to throw rubber snakes on me. They were two boys. They were two brothers. And I don't know if like, I don't know what it was. I don't know what like started this, but I've always been just, just abnormally scared of snakes. Okay. Um, and anyways, uh, during this time period in my life, I took this as like a black omen. Okay. Um, so I'm at, it's like around, I don't know, 8am, whatever time Michael's the craft store opens. Okay. Cause I was really into like crafting morning like people just drive me crazy oh i know you're never awake when i'm awake and then you today you text me and you're like are you awake i was like oh of course I'm, <laughs> I'm like you're asking me if i'm awake uh yes i am and i've been awake and i'm an hour behind you i'm like you're I'm surprised that you're awake right now but no um so yeah i'm at the crafter like ready to go 8 a.m first person in there only customer thank god for the other people that would have been in there um but anyways so I pick up a handheld cart, okay? And I'm walking, and I'm still in the front of the store. Like, the way that this particular Michaels was set up, there was, like, the flower section, which ran, like, perpendicular to um, the middle aisles, okay? So you could, like, walk through the flowers, and then there was, like, an aisle that was horizontal, okay? It had, like, all their little, like, random, like, household cutie like gift things and that's what I was looking for so okay I put the basket down and I start like kind of walking around like the aisle like just up and down not like leaving my spot that much and I grab a couple things from the shelf and when I first of all I lean down to put these items in the basket in my sunglasses fall off because they I had Ray-Bans and they were on my shirt. I'd taken them off when I went in there. Okay. So as soon as the Ray-Bans fall in the basket, I realized that there was this very large, long black thing. Oh God. I like can barely even like, this is like my like, Oh my God. Okay. So there was this like long black thing laying across my cart. And when my sunglasses hit the cart, it moved a little bit. And I was like, and I just like remember jumping back like a hundred, I don't even know. I flew around that corner and I like don't remember how I got like so far away from it. But my mind was telling me like, it's just like a rope or something. I, I don't know. And then my, but like I knew, I just couldn't like even like rationalize how a snake would get in my Michael's cart. Yeah. Okay. So, but it wasn't in there in the beginning? Like, no, you're 100% no, I'm positive. Sure? I'm fucking so sorry. I'm so positive. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I, it was definitely, definitely, definitely not there. Like, and it was laying, like, in the beginning, whenever I first noticed it, it was, like, laying across my cart. Like, like it had, like, crawled, it, like, crawled up and was, like, about to get, oh, God, I can't even, like, I hate these things so much. It gives me, like, goosebumps talking about it. Oh, my God. Okay, so. Yeah, I was just laying on the top of the cart. Well, anyways, I like freak out and I'm like, I run like the fastest I've ever ran probably around the back of the store and I find the people working at the front and um, I look at them like I'm one about to cry, but two with like very, like a very serious petrified look, I'm sure. And I said, um, I need someone to help me. 
And they looked at me. There's three of them, two girls and one guy. And they go, what can we help you with? And I said, there's a snake in my cart. <laughs> oh, man. And they're like, yeah, no, totally. They were like, they were like, and I think they probably thought it was like crazy. They're like a rubber snake. I'm like, no, no, no. No, there's an actual snake and it's got my Ray-Bans. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I'm ever going to be able to wear them again. But um, can you go check that out for me and just like, you know, get my sunglasses back? And guys like looking at me like he totally doesn't believe me. Okay. So I'm, I watch him walk over there and I'm like keeping myself at a distance, but like, like where I like really can't see it, but I like could see him and I wanted to see his reaction. Okay. Dude, he walked straight up to the cart. And I guess at this point in time, the snake had coiled itself all the way in that little handheld cart. So at first he doesn't see it. Then he bends down, puts his face right in the cart. And I've never seen a guy jump and run so fast in my entire life. He like ran to the front and I don't know who he called. He was probably called 911. I, I have no idea. I, I have no idea who he called. He just saw the devil. <laughs> I know, dude. Okay. So, and the weird thing is, is like, well, I just ran out the front. I told them to let me know once they got my sunglasses back <laughs> and I'll come back for them. And I just like, sat in my car like and cried for like an hour and I was like that is just like such a bad because I just started like like really like kind of realizing I think like my drug addiction and so I took it as like a black like I was using pills but I took it as like a black omen and then I had two other like incidents like that uh well one because I because it, it was because of where I lived at the time I backed up to a lake so I was out walking my dogs one day same freaking thing, dude. All of a sudden, out of the out of nowhere on the sidewalk, a huge black snake goes right in front of me walking my dogs. And I'm telling you, when I love those dogs more than anything, dude, I dropped their leashes and was like a football field away before I like even like looked back. I told and I don't even know what the dogs did. I was like, oh, I'm out of here, dude. Like I I'm petrified. Like if there was one in a room with my kid. Like, I think I'd be like, sorry, Beckett, you're on your own, dude. Like, I don't know no, you want to, I promise you. Oh I my God. I don't, you. oh my God. I don't want to find out. And like, <laughs> even talking about this. Oh my God. No. Um, so did you get your glasses back? Yeah. I went, I think I went back the next day and they gave them to me okay. and I didn't go in the store ever again. I was going to say, because I, I'm going to be I, honest. And I don't even you. know if I wore them again. I like, don't think I did. If was that like, was me and I was that employee. I would have pushed that cart along with everything in it out the back door and I would have never looked at that cart again. So <laughs> I know like I, I don't even know I did get them back, but I don't know that I wore them again and they were Ravens. So like I, I but I don't know that I wore them again because I like one, I think I probably just bought another pair because at the time I still like was working. But two, I had the thought of like, that touching my sunglasses and my sunglasses touching my face is like traumatic enough there's you no know, way you know they don't have cooties right um i don't care <laughs> I, I, that's fine maybe to you they don't um like you know like there's like healthy fears and things like i would be scared if a rat came out of my dang toilet i'd be scared i don't like spiders but like i'm not gonna like pass out and die over one like i swear if i had a choice between a snake in my in a room, a garden snake, we'll say, 
versus jumping in a swimming pool with a great white shark. I would take my chances with the great white shark because I'd have a heart attack anyways from the snakes. Like, it doesn't matter. So at least maybe the shark, like, would just, like, do it quick or I'd, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Instead of a slow, painful death from oh a snake Oh, my God. Bite. I would be, like, I would really, like, honestly... Oh, I, I mean, yeah, that I would die. And then there, then they used to coil up at that same apartment complex. Um, I would take my dogs out like by the pool and like, they literally had to start putting signs out saying like, watch the grass. There's large snakes that come up on this grassy area in the summer. And so we bumped into one there and I quickly moved. I was like, I can't do this. This is like insane no have you ever heard the audio of the woman where she calls up a radio station and complains because deer cross what she believes deer cross wherever there are deer crossing signs so she calls up this radio station and she's like well why would you put up a sign that lets the no- the deer know it's okay to cross here oh my when god they're getting hit by cars Oh my god. You've never heard that? I've never heard that, but what a stupid person. It's hilarious though. She is so serious and they're trying to tell her, ma'am, it's the not deers for the deer. can't read the signs. Right. It's to right. let you know. But could oh you imagine god. if you were one of those people and you were like, Well, why are you putting snake crossing signs in our grassy areas? Like families <laughs> have, to, have to cross here. <laughs> why are we warning the snakes? Like yeah. um, like what? Oh my god! No, that's it. that's ridiculous. I'll oh have to god. find it and play it for you. Yeah, you definitely will. No, you definitely will. Okay, so we have two more stories for you guys, and they're totally different. So keep in mind, just because ours had to do with critters this time, I think that those stories like are like stories that definitely stick out. Like whenever we were talking about doing stories, like that was the first one that came to my mind, just because it's like, I mean, I don't think very it's so many traumatic say for that. you. Well, yeah, and I don't think that happens to very many people, you know? Like, that is a crazy story. Yeah. Yours is a crazy story. Yours was crazy as well. So, anyways, um, they just happen to be about rodents. These next two will not be. So Okay. So, this next story, um, give you a little bit of background. I started in pharmacy when I was 17 years old. I ended up working there for 17 years. But I've had a lot of incidences surrounding pharmacy that are pretty crazy, as I'm sure you can imagine. But this one sticks out to me because it it kind of blew me away. Um, I was in my early 20s, and I have always been a very outgoing, very friendly person. And I dealt a lot with um, like the elderly community, and I did a lot of insurance um, work for people who had Medicare. You and friendly? No way. <laughs> Be quiet. No way. No way. Okay. Keep so going. I say that because I was always super chatty with my customers. I knew most of them by their first name. Um, and we would just sit and talk while I worked on their prescription or build their insurance. And there was this one guy, his name was David. He was hilarious. He was an older gentleman. Um, I think he was in his 60s. I'm really bad at guessing ages. It, he may have been younger or older, but he looked like he was in his 60s. And he was hilarious. He had road rage from hell. And every time he would come in, he would have this story about how somebody <laughs> pissed him off. And just the things that he would say were funny. And I ended up meeting his wife. She was a very lovely lady. I'm not going to give out her name because I feel like she's innocent in this story. Um, but yeah, so 
one week he comes in and he's telling me we've been getting a lot of rain, blah, blah, blah. It's Florida, of course, that always happens. And that his backyard was starting to bog down so much he was going to have to move his boat because the tires on the trailer were sinking. And this is why that sticks out to me. The very next day after this conversation, mind you, I had been friendly with him for a year. We have this conversation. The very next day, I'm sick. I call out of work. I've got the flu. I'm laying in bed. One of my favorite things to watch is shows like Forensic Files or anything on Discovery ID. And I was watching Cold Case Files. Oh, no. Oh, no. And the story that I'm watching is about a woman named Lucy Pate, who was, she was a prostitute and she was picked up by a John and he handcuffed her, karate chopped her in the throat and she died. And guess what his name was? You're David David. Noggle. His Uh face shows up on my screen. I'm in a full blown panic because all I can think of is his boat sinking in his backyard, not because of the rain, but because of the bodies. Like that. Oh was my! Oh my God! First thought. Oh my God, dude! What in the world? Like to see his face on your TV, and knowing that I had sat there day after day because when you get in your sixties, you're at the pharmacy a lot. You know, or you you're me. on a lot I of mean, medication. I'm at the pharmacy all the time. I, yeah, that's I was true. Like a grandma. With my, <laughs> I, I do. I look like a 90 year old, you would think, in my medicine closet because my heart stuff. God. So, yeah. So, I'm sitting here every day talking to him, listening to him, like, complain about his road rage, now knowing that he's a murderer. So, these funny stories that he's been telling me <laughs> suddenly have, like, this really not tinge oh. to them. You know, I'm like, what? Yeah. If- you're like, oh, God. Like, if I were to, like, road rage, would he kill me? Like, he's done it before. Yeah. Yeah. And he only was sentenced to 15 years. Um, the family took a plea deal because they didn't want um, their loved one's life paraded on trial because she had been into sex work and drugs. And and that none of that matters. Nobody deserves to die no matter what they do. So I just want to put that out there. But he only served nine of those 15 years. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that I became friendly with him Right after he was released, or not long after, and his wife was freaking lovely, lovely lady, so sweet. Do you she think that been... like they were married when he was like? Yes, oh, they were. Yes, they had children older than me together, if I remember correctly. You got to remember this is like twenty years ago. So, but I never met the kids, but I remember the wife. She came in often, and after that. Whenever they would come in, I would just freeze. Obviously, I'm not going to be like, hey, saw you on TV the other day. I know what you did. Like, no, I don't want him to know that I know it all. Yeah, because he might kill you. (laughs) He might kill you. He might might get really upset, you know? Oh, my God. I can't believe you found out like that, though. I know. I was was thinking you were going to say that you, like, Googled him randomly or something. It just... Oh my god! On TV, and I didn't see him too much after that. I'm pretty sure he knows that it aired, and maybe he stayed in more. I don't know. And like I said, my memory's bad. I I don't think he's still alive today. I do think he passed away. 
Well, we but, can find that out from Google. So yeah, we can search that later. But yeah, so that was the year that I spent chit chatting and shooting the shit with a murder. murder. There yeah. you go. Hey, <laughs> um, the worst part about like that is it wasn't like like he was a murderer that like wanted to kill a prostitute. Like it was like he that like I mean that was his goal. Yeah, yeah. That so he's not just like it wasn't like a accidental like. I know it was like a very intentional homicide. Oh my god! Yeah. Mm. Nope. 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 You did the right thing though. I would have pretended I didn't know either. Yeah. No. I I I stuck by that for safety purposes. Absolutely. And at that time, I was a single mom living on my own, so you know I didn't want to give him a reason to follow me home. And oh my god, that oh. Yeah, and I now that's so funny. You said that, that his boat sinking in, and you think it's because he was buried his body there. That's the first thing that popped in my head. I was oh, like, oh my, yeah, oh my god, that's why he was freaking out too, right? Because now he's got to rebury the bodies. Yeah, I wanted to say real quick because I can hear them, and I'm pretty sure you guys can. And then whatever, they're birds. Yeah, I birds. I have a lot of birds, and they are loud. And when they hear me talk they like to communicate with me so as i'm talking you'll hear them yapping in the background we're gonna work on that um well i mean this episode's kind of like a fun one anyway so i mean we're both like we're both like coffee cracked out and <laughs> like you know just like we're just like shooting the i don't really i really don't use that expression i told you guys my one word is the effort i'll say um, it for you we're shooting the shit thank you there you go yeah, I'm working on not adding more cuss words because my kid repeats me now. Uh-oh. Yeah. I got so words I'm... that repeat me, so if you hear him in the background screaming, you want a popsicle? Oh, my God. Did you <laughs> that they, was did, my are son's Are they cussing fault. birds? Not yet. Not That's yet. Good. That's good. My son m- might have repeated the F word uh, recently for the first time so well, i'm definitely no evidence of it so yeah okay didn't happen right i know i was like oh fudge yeah <laughs> that sounds so good let me get you some chocolate I have no chocolate in my house so i'm like okay he's got to think that this is something else right like okay let's go find chocolate somewhere um no but okay so my story is paranormal right because these are my favorite kind of stories yeah it is it really it really it really is it's um Okay, so my relationship with my mom, my real biological mother, as most of you know, if you like follow me on TikTok, or I think I even mentioned her in the first episode where I just talked about my life. But essentially, she was not, once my parents got divorced, she was a raging alcoholic. I lived with her for a little while, then I moved out, moved in with my dad and my mom. Now, and the, when I say mom, I'm referring to my stepmom because she raised me. Um, but, anyways, um, my mom, or biological mom, sorry, this is confusing. Her name, okay, my biological mom, her name is Jana. So I will, I will say Jana, okay? And if I say mom, I'm talking about my stepmom, okay? But anyway, so Jana and I reunited when I was in my early 20s, okay? Just a little bit of back and forth. Until then, she had pretty much traumatized my entire childhood, um, showed up everywhere drunk, um, embarrassed me, caused scenes everywhere, um, and, and then she eventually moved to Oklahoma. Okay. So I didn't see her at all. I, I cut contact around probably like my early teens, like completely. And anyways, um, I get reunite with her in my mid twenties. Okay. Um, she 
you know, I could forgive her for being a bad mom due to addiction because I ended up struggling with my own addiction. However, my son is what got me sober, but I could still empathize because a lot of people don't get sober for their kids. So I'm not, I don't hate her because of that, but the last interaction I had with her, she did some very terrible, terrible things. And then, um, I told her, I hope you drop dead. And that was the last thing I said to her. And then she was only 56, you guys. So I was not expecting her to drop dead just to clarify. Um, but anyways, okay. So me and her have this tumultuous falling out. Okay. Well, I'm in the hospital for my first open heart surgery. I think I'd already had the surgery done. I can't remember exactly, but anyways, um, I was awoken randomly. So in the middle of the night. Okay. I don't know the exact time, but all I know is I was laying in my hospital bed and I sat straight up and I had like this top to body, like bottom, like, Oh, even now talking about it, it makes me like, like I can like remember the fear. I've never felt whatever it was that I felt that night. All I knew was something was horribly, horribly wrong. And I didn't know what, and I, and I, and I just remember like going thinking to Austin and I looked to my side and he's laying in the chair next to me. And I'm like, okay, maybe it was just a bad dream because like she didn't even pop in my mind because I like hated her. And I wasn't even like thinking, I just thought maybe I had a nightmare or something, but like, I'm telling you, I could not go back to sleep. I cried. Like it was like a feeling that lasted. Like even now it like is making, it's like gives me goosebumps. Like I'll never, if I ever feel that feeling again, I'm going to know something. That awful. something's wrong. Yeah. And, and I, okay. So I, I eventually, I call the nurses in, I think they gave me like a Xanax or something. I don't know. I don't know how I went back to sleep, but eventually I did. And, um, when I woke up, I woke up and I had all of these messenger messages from Oklahoma people. Okay. And I opened the first one and all it says is, please hand your phone to Austin and have him call me. And I was like, this is weird, but I already knew like, cause they, these people don't reach out to me. And I just knew that 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 they were going to tell me like she died because you don't get a I, it was just too coincidental but anyways I hand him the phone he walks out of the room him and like three doctors come in behind him and he stands at the foot of the bed and he like has this like pale face and he's like looking at me and he's like Jess and I'm like I already know my mom died and he goes and he like was kind of like because I hadn't even had time to tell him like about what happened the night before but um, I was like, my mom died and he just like kind of like nodded his head and all these doctors are like, are you okay? Like, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. And like, I really don't remember much after that. I just know. So she died alone. So I have her autopsy now. She died alone in the middle of the night with her two dogs. And I swear it was either like her last F you to me, like, hey, I'm going to make you never forget me. Like, as I go out, I don't know what I, or it was like, some sort of like connection that I don't know. I think honestly, she wasn't a very good person come to find out. And I think she was probably, if it was up to her, it was like a good little F you like to me, probably. So, so can I, can I interject yeah. really quick? Yeah. 
So I want to say, even though you guys had a very stressed and strained and broken relationship, I do believe there is a connection between a mother and a child that is just there on some deeper level. So like, even though that relationship was broken and damaged, that connection, I call it heartstrings. I talk about it all the time. We're connected at the heartstrings, and I feel like we feel each other that way. And that's probably what it was. That's just my opinion. You don't have to agree with I me. I know. I mean, you might be right. You might be right. I don't know. I mean, you might be right. But, like, when when the day comes, I'll make sure you're on the podcast with me. And when I tell it, just because then you can, like, help me get through it. Because, uh, but, yeah, I, I have not openly shared what occurred the last time that I saw her. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, it's just she did things that, like, as a mom, like, I would never, I can't even fathom doing, honestly. And um, she, and then, you know, after all this happens, I eventually, my aunt sends me her cell phone, okay? And so I don't know why she sent me the cell phone first, um, but she sends me her phone, my mom's phone. And I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm looking at her text messages, and it made me realize, like, it made me realize a few things. One, she, I was not the only person that she was mean to. She was pretty much mean to everyone. Like, that's the kind of alcoholic that she was. Um, and she was mean to everyone. So I it, I kind of felt a little bit, because, um, you know, obviously saying, like, I hope you drop dead and then it happening. Like, I didn't mean that. But it happened. It left you with some kind of guilt. I'm yeah, sure. a little, a little bit. But then, like, it also once I saw the phone and I saw her behavior towards other people, I knew that I wasn't like it wasn't just me. I wasn't wrong for like having strong negative feelings towards her. What in she she was like that. That's the kind of person that she was. So again, when it comes to my mom, it's not that I can't forgive her for her addiction and not being present. But it's the kind of person I later found out that she was. Not to mention, she put a massive strain the size of, like, oh, my God. Like, she, like, really, really, really put a huge wedge between my stepmom and I, which lasted uh, most of, like, the time that I lived with them, to be honest. Like, we, my stepmom is my mom now. My stepmom is my son's Gigi. I have an amazing relationship with my stepmom. I love her to pieces she has shown up for me so much and I will I feel so bad that I was loyal to the wrong person that's how I that's when I'm looking back on my life and looking at really like seeing things from a different view I feel like I chose to be loyal to my mom who did not deserve it over my stepmom who showed up for me all the time so yeah I mean I don't know but anyways that was my story like I guarantee you if I if I would have looked at it oh if I would have looked at the time, I would be willing to bet you anything. It was the time that she died. Like I would bet, I would bet on it. I mean, I knew it. I knew it. I love stories like that. That sounds weird after everything that you just said, but you reminded me of something that happened when I was 16. Do we have time for one more story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I love this. This is like, This is like my favorite. I bet you other people like this too. But we wanted, oh. this is what the point was to give you an example. Cause Jenna is the one that came up with this idea. Cause she's 
the podcaster queen. So when she says that, that does not mean I have any experience doing them. I just listen to them 24 seven. Like yeah. if you follow us, by the way, I wanted to throw this in. If you follow us on, um, TikTok. on podcasts oh, and yeah. not on social media, let us give you our social media. But I feel like a lot of our, our podcasting people will come from that because that's what we do now <laughs> yeah i know right that's how we like advertise it yeah and jenna remind me i'm gonna put all of our emails or oh yeah jenna made an email so our emails are Finally. Exact, if I, she, she made one um so i'll put both of our emails and i'm gonna put our tiktok handles in, in the, the description, description. yeah yeah okay but. okay so i just want to throw that out real quick but the story that you reminded me of when i was 16 years old my my mom was a lot like yours. She, she was an alcoholic still is. Um, but she had periods of time where she was a drug addict and I would live on and off with either my grandparents or one of my aunts, which is who I spent the majority of the time with. But with my grandparents, I adored them, but my grandfather was a product of his generation. He was a very mean, um, I dare say racist person. It took a lot mean. of, it took a lot of years of me unlearning behavior because of how I grew up. And he, he just, he, he wasn't a great person, but I loved him. So I want to put that out there. When he passed away, the day that it happened was kind of eerie. I had went to his house. Like I said, I was 16, I was smoking cigarettes and just being a bad teenager at that time. How old and was your grandfather? He was, I think he was 67 when he died. So he wasn't like old. No, he was young, okay. but he had a prosthetic leg. He had been in a motorcycle accident when I was young. And so when he would take naps in the middle of the day, he would take his leg off and I knew that I could sneak in, steal the cigarettes and he couldn't do nothing about it. He couldn't get me. <laughs> so I get to his house and when I walk in the house, it's all dark. I'm like, great. He's napping. I go to walk towards his room and I get this sick feeling in my stomach. And at the time I registered it as fear. Like I was afraid, even though he couldn't get out of bed and chase me, he would be very pissed and I'd hear about it for a long time. So I just turned around and left. I went up the street to my cousin's grandparents from her mom's side. And I was there maybe 10 minutes when my grandmother called and said she had just gotten home and found my grandfather dead. So like I was in the house with his dead body and my gut, thankfully, turned me around and I left because that is something that I did not wish to see. And I'm sorry, my grandmother had to see it, but I don't think I could have handled it. And then well, you've already, I mean, you don't just, you don't, you don't need to find any, anyone else. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. So then a few months later, I'm in the hospital. I have E. coli and kidney failure. The infection had gotten so bad. I was hospitalized. I was in there for about a week um and i'm pretty sure this is more of a morphine story than it is a supernatural story but it stuck with me i'm in my hospital room i'm in the pediatric unit because i'm 16 years old i'm by myself um you know my mom doesn't stay the night with me i was pretty independent at 16 so and my mom was still an alcoholic so i was by myself in in bed and 
I'm laying there, I'm watching TV, I fall asleep. And when I wake up, the lights in this hospital room are red, like in emergency mode. You know how they have that red lighting? Oh, God. And I'm laying in the bed and I'm glancing around my room. And it's a pretty spacious room in, in this Florida hospital in the pediatric unit. So there's my little bed and then there's this big room. And I look over to the corner and I see my grandfather standing there. He had been dead probably about a month at this time. And I'm looking at oh him. My God. And he's like, it's time to go. And I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, get up. It's time to go. And I'm like, I'm sick, Grandpa. I can't. And he keeps telling me, get up, get up. And finally, I, I get frustrated. I'm like, Grandpa, I'm sick. I can't leave. And within like two seconds, he is from the corner of the room racing across like, like stop motion. Like I can see him move a foot, a foot, a foot, like, but all within seconds. Well, but did he have his prosthetic? Like, did, no, like he was fully dressed. So I couldn't tell if he had pants on, you couldn't tell. And he screams in my face, you're going to hell with me. What? And I just start screaming, screaming, bloody murder. All the nurses came in. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, ah! I'm this screaming, sobbing mess. And like I said, I'm sure now as an adult, it was all the pain medication that I was on. It was like a, a morphine dream, but it felt so real and it terrified me so bad. And I thought for sure that my grandfather was in hell for like years after that and that I was working my way to go see him. I'm pretty sure uh, that you're definitely not going to, if he is down there, him, my mom may be hanging out. I don't know, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that me and you won't be meeting them again. I hope. I, I hope not. I, I've spent the last <laughs> few years of my life trying <laughs> to make up for any wrongs that I have done. Because if karma is a bitch, I am reaping what <laughs> I sowed. And it must be way worse than I originally thought it was. <laughs> oh, Jenna. I know. No, I know. Oh, I know. It's like, trust me. I know. I people are like, do you do you think of survivor's guilt for you know like being a drug addict and having three open heart surgeries and you know like do you think that's like why you do what you do? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I just honestly feel really grateful to be here. And are you talking just, about how you help people? And, yeah, and yeah, stuff like and that. I, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, honestly, I really just like am different than I used to be. I just find like I had nothing and was homeless, and so now I'm grateful for a home lights a bed a safe place like i have my family i'm like i don't know i just i'm grateful so it makes you whenever you're grateful every day and you wake up and you're like waking up and like thankful to be here you're gonna be a better person so i don't think that we have to like pay back our bad deeds we just have to like recognize like be self-aware and then like move forward you know but you're not well, going you to hell you know how you hear where people say a leopard doesn't change its spots? Yeah. I, I, that pisses me off because I completely disagree. I think that we are constantly growing and evolving and changing as people. Um, there are people that choose not to. Right. But the right. majority of us learn from our mistakes. We learn from the things that aren't mistakes and we grow and we become better. And I, I agree. But I also saying, what about... What about can't teach an old dog new tricks? Because older people like that don't self-evaluate tend to be very stuck in their ways. 
Right, but they're choosing not to self-evaluate. That's true. That's true. Okay. That's true. I like that. Okay. I like that. Yeah, we're different. We're better. We're working on it every day. <laughs> we're not as good as we could be, but we're we're close to to getting there. Yeah, we're I mean, we're aware, you know, like I'm aware of my issues, which <laughs> I have a few. Um <laughs> but I'm very aware and I'm working on them. Um I don't think any I, I, I don't think a therapist is necessary. I just think, um, actually, you know, talking about stuff, uh, tends to help a lot. Like talking like with a friend, which is why I talk Jenna's ear off like all the time, all all the time. Don't stop talking. Don't take, we, we have like two hour conversations. Yeah. (laughs) You could just like, I know we could just keep going on this, like for like the next two hours, but, but but we're not going to, because we want you guys to get on your computer and email us your crazy stories, whether they're paranormal, um, crime related or just shit that's blown your mind and you want to share it. We're down for it. And what we're going to do is we're going to read them like ours. We did not type up, but like, we're going to read your verbatim pretty much from your email that you send us so use punctuation please (laughs) yeah yeah because true that okay and then also if you want for some reason say it's like a crime story and you're like if you want to be anonymous like obviously we're gonna know what email address it came from but if just put, put it in the very top so we know not to use any of your information. We're never going to give out your email, but like if we can use your name, say, hey, this is my name and yes, you can use it. And if you want it to be anonymous, just say, hey, I'd like to remain anonymous. I'm not going to give you my name. Have a great day. There you go. But write your story because we like want to hear it. And I mean, if you're anonymous, you're anonymous. Like, um, so we, we ain't we ain't no snitches i was just gonna say we're not it there's no cop callers over here no one's gonna trust me oh god there's there is a few stories that like i swear to god i'll take to the grave with me because i'm like oh i really i don't know what the statue of limitations is on that but i yeah i got a few of those myself <laughs> <laughs> to the grave but okay guys so if you have anything awesome to tell us we're gonna read it this was fun. This was actually like really fun. This is my well, don't favorite. You, don't you have a special guest coming up this week? I, I do. I'm supposed to have um, Dr. Elizabeth Zona um, on TikTok. She's known as Addiction Talk Doc um, or Dr. EMZ. And she's going to be, me and her recording, I believe, on the 7th. So I don't know if um, it'll be out on the 7th, but I'm, I try to get them out the same day because I, we really don't edit them. And, you know, we, have conversations but dr elizabeth zona is amazing she's an anesthesiologist and she is a um like what what, what's the correct term she's not a counselor she's a like a addiction doctor like a certified addiction doctor so she for instance if you had a substance use disorder problem and you wanted to you know get on a map medication like suboxone or something like that uh, she is a doctor that would help you through that aspect, right? Um, and she's a kind, awesome person. She cares not to about mention the gorgeous. She's so pretty. I know. <laughs> I don't. I know. I don't know how old she is. I'm like, mm, I don't. I. We're just gonna. I'm gonna go with thirty. I know she's not thirty because she. I know. I know she's not thirty, but she looks like. She looks very young. She's very. I'm young. not even gonna guess because I suck at that, and I'd probably offend somebody. So. 
Oh man. Oh, we should. Never mind. Okay. I'm just going to stop myself before I start rambling. But anyway, she's going to be recording with me on the 7th. And we're going to talk, I think, um, the day after me and her record, she's going to be doing, um, like, I think it's high school, she said. I can't remember. But she's going to be doing questions at a school or answering questions. And I think she has some of the questions that they've, like, submitted or some of the topics. So it's going to be, like, about youth specifically I think and it's going to be educational informative and if you're a parent um definitely jump on that one that one's going to be a good one well I guess that's all we have for today people yeah thank you for hope you liked it I mean I don't think this one I hope you stuck with us till the end we do ramble but we're working on it we are working on it but we didn't over talk that bad that's good getting better see (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but okay, but okay, guys. So thank you so much for joining joining Jenna and I on the eighth episode of Fixed. Like I said, all of the info will be in the description of this podcast, which is about to go up very soon. So I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'm sure this one wasn't boring because it did not bore me. And Jenna, your story about the rat. Oh, and you're right. Yeah, no, it wasn't boring. We did good. Yay! Send us stories. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, Jenna and I are signing out. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the eighth episode of Fixed. It was the first episode ever of your stories, our thoughts. Hopefully you guys have a good idea of what we're looking for. We want to hear from you. So start typing out your craziest stories and we will be reading them. But keep an eye out for the episode with Dr. Elizabeth Zona coming up next. Um, She is going to have some amazing, amazing educational information, awareness about fentanyl. Um, She is a she's the perfect person. I mean, she's a professional in multiple fields, including addiction. And, you know, that's kind of, I think her passion and where I I will, well, I don't know. I don't want to speak for her, but I know that she really cares about it. And this is going to be a great episode. So stay tuned for that. And thank you guys again for tuning in with me and Jenna.